0: Hey guys, this is Jesus, Sue, some of the following Patreon listeners, Fabian, Keith Schulwalter, Azurian, Nate T., Fairy's Tale, Tristan Gilbert, Max Shalom, Matt Hill, Jay Booth, and Matthias Pills. Thanks for helping us survive this long drive.
1: Three friends hit the open road in hopes to experience the great American story. Unfortunately, they find it's written in blood on darkened asphalt. For every amber wave of grain and purple mountain majesty, they discover the bodies from which the strong have used to survive. Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride as we experience The Long Drive. Episode 1, Paved with Good Intentions, brought to you by the Fandible Podcast Network. Hey, everybody, welcome to Fanable Podcast Network. This is Billy, and I'm excited to say we are here to play some billy yes, yes. Woo. yes, yes, it's been a while since we've traveled down these dusty roads, opened up that hidden closet, and traveled into that secret basement that we knew nothing about. But we are here, we are fearless, and we are ready to roll in more ways than one. Before we begin, let me just say this whole thing is taking place during the virus years, as I call it. COVID-19, it's very serious, and we just hope uh, everybody is safe if this is still going on in the future when this is actually released, and if not, we hope everybody is happy and made it through. But let's focus on happier times and dive right into this horror classic. For those who've never heard of the Billyverse, it is a pretty much a twilight zone of just horror... Themed episodes using the World of Darkness, Old World of Darkness rules or Chronicles of Darkness, whatever we decide to try. And this time we are going to play World of Darkness, the new World of Darkness rules, and we are mortals and we are excited. And let's begin. I will give you a short summary and then we're going to introduce characters in a very cinematic way. Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah. It all started out in Washington, uh, the state, not D.C., You guys all were part of the same study group at what college?
2: State College, Seattle.
1: State College, Seattle. And you all were in the same class, anthropology. And as freshmen, you all came there not as locals. So you didn't really have friends started out. So the study group is where you met and you bonded. And after you learned to like each other as you studied, you learned that you could actually drink with each other, play video games with each other, and actually just enjoy each other's company. And that's when, around spring break, it's two weeks off, and whose idea was it that instead of going to the beach or go skiing, you were going to go on a road trip? Whose idea was it? Mine. Oh, yes. Angela, her character decided, wouldn't it be amazing if your first spring break was out in the wilderness or traveling the open roads? And that's what you somehow decided to go. And that's where you are right now. You have been traveling for the past two days— stopping at every little attraction that comes across your way. World's largest piece of yarn,
3: world's smallest donkey, those kind of stuff.
2: It was a miniature horse. Thank you very much.
3: It was a dog that they put a saddle on and it was horrifying. It was the saddest and funniest thing I've ever seen. You were promptly asked to leave after you brought that up. I know the truth! I know the truth!
1: So you all three hopped into, I believe it's a Nissan Bluebird. Is that what we called it? Yep. Fantastic car. Great mileage.
2: As in a great amount.
1: (laughs) Great mileage. It was your father's, it was your brother's, and then they gave it to you because it has great mileage. And you guys are hitting the open road, and you are currently in the wonderful and amazing and exciting state of South Dakota. Or maybe it's North Dakota. Fuck, it's just Dakota at this point. You've been stuck on the same road, it felt like, for the past Uh, It feels like 13 hours, but it's only probably been five. You've actually reached a part of the highway where you actually stopped and took a picture of a sign because you thought it was a joke sign that said, like, Hey, last gas station for the next 265 miles. And you're like, that's impossible. No, that shit was serious. Thank God you stopped for gas or you'd been shit out of luck. You have been traveling down this highway for the past three, four hours, and you are bored. It is nighttime, it is kind of foggy out, and you are the only one on the interstate, it seems. Occasionally, every so often, a truck will barrel on by going way over the speed limit, but, you know, they disappear pretty quickly. And the worst part, of course, is, well, the person driving the car, who is also in control of the radio, who refuses to let anybody else manage the radio, because when they drive, they also DJ. And who is that person? Introduce yourself, introduce your character.
0: Hi guys, this is Jesus, I am playing Hank. The one could say the jock of the group, although I don't believe in those type of stereotypes.
2: What is this, the breakfast club?
0: I play uh, lacrosse on the side, I do study with this particular group, I would consider them friends. And you know I'm driving on the road leading them on this merry chase that was Angela's character's idea and we're currently listening to uh Bruno Mars.
1: Bruno Mars. So w- describe the sound system of your car. Is it is it d- did you spend a lot of money on it or is it one of those like CD players that connects to the cassette tape that you put in your cassette player?
0: Well, I would call it
3: vintage. Oh, it's
1: vintage.
3: Nothing's better than Bruno Mars without
0: bass. <laughs> Absolutely without any bass. Without it, you get the—it's about the lyrics, okay? It's about the lyrics. It's about how—you don't need the bass for that.
1: Okay, as you drive with the window down, it's—I mean, it's not your choice to drive with the window down. Your car has decided right now that it doesn't want to roll up your window. And who are you to fight with? Jesus, what's your car's name? Lucille. You're not going to fight with Lucille. She probably understands that you need a little wind in your face, and that's fine because it's getting late. It's about 11 o'clock at night, and honestly, Jesus, you're getting kind of tired, but that doesn't bother you because you've got Bruno Mars without the bass playing through your car, into your hands, and straight to your heart. Exactly. But unfortunately, Bruno might be missing out on the person who's in the passenger side who doesn't seem to have as much of an excitement about his music or his lyrics, and who is that?
2: That would be me. Uh, Hi everyone, this is Angela and I am playing Charlie, the mastermind behind this whole endeavor. Uh, This was Charlie's idea because Charlie grew up in an apartment in downtown Seattle, so she is 100% city born and bred, but she has the heart of an artist, the soul, really, of an artist, and hasn't some of the world's greatest art been created when you really communed with the wilds of our country? When I see your face. Not Bruno Mars. No great art has been created while listening to Bruno Mars. There's not a thing that I would change.
1: You're an artist, you said. Uh, what do you prefer as your medium?
2: I mean, I dabble in a little bit of everything. Acrylics, of course, are, are great for having a lot of control, and watercolors are, are really beautiful just to, to let your soul appear on the canvas. But what I'm really enjoying right now to really document the craziness of the world that we live in now is I prefer photography. Specifically, I also have an appreciation of vintage items, but not vintage things that play Bruno Mars because that feels like it defeats the point. And I have actually a vintage Polaroid camera it gives you the best of both worlds of both film and instant gratification.
1: Oh, nice. Would you ever shoot film on your phone? On your smartphone?
2: Well, I certainly phone cameras have their place, you know, I certainly appreciate how they have opened up photography to the masses, but it's, it just lacks something. You know, pixels don't have the same heart as as film does. Plus, you cannot shake your phone like a Polaroid picture.
1: <clears throat> uh, that's true. That is, that's very true, Angela. And as you're driving through, it's 11 o'clock at night. There's clearly no street lights because <laughs> there's, there's just highway and corn at this point. But you are playing around with your Polaroid camera and you see something in the distance. It's on the side of the road. What is it that makes you want to take a picture of it? What do you see on the side of the road?
2: I see an interesting stacking of rocks like a cairn.
1: Ooh, cool, yeah. And as you pass, you hit the flash. (laughs) Unfortunately, Lucio has decided that your window doesn't really want to roll down. So you do get that kind of flash from the reflection. So it's not a great picture, but you're just so tired of listening to Bruno fucking Mars that you decide, you know, fuck it. Let's see what God wants to show me. And you get the picture back and you look at it. It's not great. And you toss it over your shoulder as deciding that it's not worth You know, it's art, but not worthy art. And that picture kind of flutters into the back and hits the person who's sitting in the back seat next to all the camping gear and cooler. And who is that person? Say your name and introduce yourself.
3: Hey, everybody, this is Dave and I am playing Lee, a, uh, a, a impossibly skinny white guy who's around 20 years old and has... What I can only describe as a plague-themed, like, chin-strap hair, like, (laughs) facial hair situation. Like, it's less of a beard and more of, like, islands that hope to one day have trade. (laughs) And the rest of him is... He's one of those guys that you see, and it's like, his forearms are just as skinny as his upper arms. Like, there's no bicep. And he... Doesn't look unhealthy, but he looks like he, he definitely looks like he get knocked over by a stiff breeze. Oh, he doesn't look unhealthy. It just looks like his mother made unhealthy choices during pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like the poster boy for like a Ritalin script and like not really having a great meal plan to counteract that. So he's got very wiry brown eyes and his shaved head. And he's wearing an old Metallica T-shirt and jeans with sneakers. You know, exactly what you want if you're camping. (laughs) And he gets hit by the picture and he's currently messing around with an old Game Boy. He's got the back cracked open and he looks like he's like trying to cram in some tinfoil and some wires. And he just looks at it and he's like, get that analog monstrosity away from me. That's going to rot for eternity in some landfill now that you don't want it. That was your choice. Electrodes, they just go back to electrode land.
2: That's that's not how anything works.
3: This Polaroid picture. You're telling me that this is biodegradable.
2: Do you think that the the Game Boy came from Electrode Land?
3: I'm developing a method to make it do. This hit that ice cold Michelle Pfeiffer that white gold. There is a there is a horrible irony the fact that this song based on 1970s funk is somehow worse in these 1970s speakers. <laughs> Why?
2: (laughs) Because you can't have funk without bass. And somehow these 70 speakers lost their bass.
0: It's about the fucking lyrics. Okay. Michelle
2: Pfeiffer is not a lyric. She's a person.
0: That's part
3: of a song. Making her a lyric. And the best Catwoman fight me.
1: (laughs) Jesus, make a roll. A drive roll. Uh oh. (laughs) Drive plus dexterity minus two because it's dark and you're yelling about Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh
0: okay.
3: Also we're all gesticulating wildly. Like just pointing, I'm leaning across like Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Dexterity plus drive minus two. Eights to tens, correct?
1: Yes? Uh, one success. Jesus, you are in the process of explaining why Michelle Pfeiffer is more than just a lyric. She is a woman to be respected and adored. And oh my God, there's someone that stepped right in front of your fucking car.
0: Holy shit!
1: Swerve to the left. You absolutely hit the brakes. And it's one of those squealing moments where you think you actually do clip them. You're not 100% sure. It might have just been the shuddering of LaCio your car. But you, you come to a screeching halt. It's such a bad stop that you're no longer facing the way you were going. You absolutely did a 180 in your car, and you come to a screeching stop, your headlights flashing into the murky darkness of a cornfield to your left.
0: Oh my God, what Holy just happened? Uh, uh, what did you do? I, th- I think I didn't do anything. I just This guy just came out of nowhere. I, I didn't hit him. I don't, I'm pretty sure I didn't out of nowhere. We're literally in nowhere,
3: man. I know.
0: What do you do? Jesus, right now your headlights are
1: facing, I said 180, but it's more of like a 160. They're not facing completely on the road, so you don't see anybody right now. But there was definitely someone who just stumbled right in front of you. You barely got a hint of white before you just
0: reacted. But right now you don't see anybody. Can I see clear the spot where I thought the guy was? Like, is it, or is it covered in darkness? It's in darkness.
1: Like, you don't, you see it, but it's, it's shadow and stuff. So you need to get out if you want to investigate. Give me a
0: second, I'm going to get out.
1: Okay, Jesus, you get out. Uh, do you have a flashlight?
0: Uh, Use your phone, you savage. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah, I have a phone. I turn on my flashlight function on my phone. I've, I've, it's been so long since I played a horror game where there was actually phones. Uh- <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. I turn on my flashlight phone, yeah.
1: Yeah, you turn on your phone. As you turn it on, uh, the audience would see that you have zero bars here. You could still easily get to the flashlight portion, and you turn it on, and you aim it towards the direction of where you think this person was. And you see someone at the edge of the road. It looks like they jumped back and they are kind of they're crouched down, almost kind of hugging their knees and their back is to you
0: and definitely shaking. Shit. Okay, okay. guys, there's somebody here. What the hell? Uh, I I think. Uh, excuse me. Are they okay? I think. I, I think. So.
1: Excuse me. They are just remaining silent. Jesus says you are shouting at them again right now. You're about 15, 20 feet away. I'm going to walk forward. Excuse me. Hey, hey, you okay? What is everybody else doing in the back as you see Jesus heading off towards the cornfield saying, excuse me, excuse me, are you okay?
2: Charlie is going to open the door and stand up still in the car. She's standing on the floor of the car, but her upper body is outside of the car door and she's shouting at Hank, don't go into the cornfield. What? What? I swear that's a thing. Going into the cornfield is bad, so don't go into the cornfield.
3: I lean forward from the back seat, towards the driver's seat, turn on the emergencies, and then turn on the high beams. So that we at least get some reflection from the light towards where we're going. Where he where he's going.
2: <laughs> don't volunteer me for this.
3: <laughs> yeah, with the high beams along with like your flashlight
1: landing on them, the person stands up slowly and turns towards you and hey Zeus, it's it's it is a woman. Honestly, it's probably a girl around your age, 18, could be 17, could be 19. It's it's around that age. And she turns towards you and she's wearing, it looks like a stained dress, but something that you would expect maybe your mom wore to prom. It is a prom dress. It is white, but it's a little bit more dusty right now. Her hair is kind of, I uh, think, 1990s Courtney Cox. Well done, but definitely has a vintage quality to it. And she's wearing light makeup, kind of pale, but she blinks at you a few times, kind of stunned or, you know, maybe surprised because there's a lot of light at her right now. And she takes a step forward and you realize she's wobbling. And for a second you think, oh, shit, I must have definitely hit her. But you realize, no, she's wobbling because she only has one heel on her foot. The other one must have gotten lost at some point. Are Are you okay? Uh, hi. 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 I I I I didn't mean to startle you. I, I, is your car okay?
0: No, I the the, the car's fine. Uh it's going to be dry fine. I just want to make sure I didn't hit you or anything, right? You're okay? Oh, gracious. No, no you didn't hit me. You almost did. I'm
1: I'm so sorry. It's just I've been I've been walking this for a while and it's it's getting cold out here and she definitely it's it is a vintage dress and it doesn't have a top to it. She has bare shoulders. And Jesus uh, it is close to springtime but it's in South Dakota or North Dakota or mm-hmm. just Dakota wherever the fuck this place is. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. So it's it's chilly. It's it's about 40, 40 degrees. And so that's definitely not appropriate weather without a jacket or at least a sweater.
0: Yeah, what do you like do you live close by? You and I'm listening I'm looking down it's like and you did you lose a shoe? Oh, I lost a lot of
1: stuff here. I'm so sorry. And she's taking a couple steps towards you, Jesus. Definitely trying to warm herself up by, like, you know, rubbing at her arms. Are you here alone?
0: She says as she, like, squint, looks around you towards the car. No, I got a couple of friends with me. Uh, do you need, like, ride home or something? Or? Oh, please. Oh,
1: did I did I say my name? I'm sorry. I'm just a little bit, uh my head's just a little bit uh wired right now. Uh, all right. Uh, hi, I'm Hank. I'm Clementine. Uh like the song. I a
0: bop, bop, bop. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. She kind of squints at you, not fully getting what that was, and takes a step forward. She offers you a hand. Hi, um, it's nice to meet you, Hank. Hi. She's shake Her hand is freezing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cold. Um, mm-hmm. And then she goes back to kind of rubbing at her arms. She's like, oh, God, I'm, I'm kind of in a weird place because my mama told me never to take rides from strangers, but mm-hmm. uh, I was going to a party. It's uh, And she looks down at her outfit and says... It was a a kind of a costume
0: party, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Is that sort of the party you didn't want your parents to know you were going to? (laughs)
1: She smiles. She's like, well, it wasn't the party that was the problem. It was the date. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, I should have listened
1: to my mom. Uh, He was kind of a son of a bitch. He kind of got started getting fresh. So I just left him at the party and just took off down the highway. But I guess I wasn't paying attention. I was kind of, you know, annoyed.
0: I got you. I got you.
1: And my car kind of flipped Oh shit! Really? Yeah, she points down toward where you guys were driving from, and she's like, "Yeah, it was about an hour ago, and I just kind of been wondering, hoping someone would stop by to help me out, but there's no damn light, so i am just kind of—I mean, that's why you almost hit me. I'm, so I'm kind of—you know—you're a stranger,
0: and I know you know. No, it's 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 fine. I mean, if you're comfortable, I can. Because I'm not going to leave a woman with one shoe on the road by herself. Oh,
1: I only got one <laughs> shoe. God damn it. She says as she looks down and kind of notices it and just
0: says, um, is, are, are your friends? Um...
1: And she looks over at you, Jesus, and you can definitely see she's evaluating. Is this a smart idea to take a ride with a stranger who is male? Mm-hmm. She's a little uneasy. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh-
2: Charlie is going to yell, Uh, Hank! Who are you talking to?
1: Uh, Charlie, with the high beams, you you see the outline of a woman in a dress
0: talking to him, but you don't really see full features. This is Clementine. Her car flipped over a little while back.
2: Jeez. Charlie is going to get out and follow Hank, indicating it's like visual confirmation there's another lady here i can promise you that makes her feel better if she's a normal
1: person <laughs> honestly she does as soon as she sees angela walk up uh, that tension in her shoulder lessens and she's like oh thank god i mean
0: <laughs> no i get it i get it. it's fine i get it i mean uh, i i'm not
1: even close i mean it, i i don't really know the closest gas station there is
2: i think it's still another 150 miles away
1: oh god this damn state um <laughs> I live in Bakersville. Unfortunately, that's—I mean, I, it's really out of your way. Bakersville is, uh, and she kind of looks left, looks right, and she's like, I don't know which direction at this point. Um, It's—I I, was—I drove about an hour and a half to to with this fella to get to this party that he said, he said his friends were cool, and so it's it's kind of far away. But if you can like just take me to a service station, any for service station, I'm sure I can call my mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she'd kill me, but you know. What are you
0: going to do? Well, honestly, if it's not too far of the way, we could take a quick trip.
2: We don't have anywhere specific to go.
0: Yeah, we're just we're just doing cross country. Uh, oh, so like we have no place we're going for.
1: Really? Yeah. She looks over towards Angela's character and she throws out a hand towards her. Very much a shaker. And she says, hi, uh, I'm Clementine.
2: Oh, uh, Charlie. And I'll shake her hand.
1: She's cold. It's not like unnatural cold. I know. I don't want the audience to think like, oh, my God, they're touching a ghost. No, she's just she's been out here for a while. So you would feel the same way if you were out here and what she was wearing. And she's like, oh, great. Uh, and she looks behind you, Angela. And she notes that somebody is peeking out the window, kind of like a weird ferret like man. Lee, say hi, please. Roll
3: down the window just a bit.
1: Hi. Ah, I'm Clementine, she says, and she waves, and she's going to be walking towards the car, clearly uh, excited to get somewhere warm.
3: Okay. Rolled up the window again.
1: You guys are going to have to move some things because a lot of your stuff is in the back seat with Lee, and it is only a four-seater. Mm-hmm. So you clearly have to move the cooler and the tent that you shoved back there into the trunk. I do that. So where's she sitting? I mean, this is the perfect place if you guys want to switch up the, the order. I am just want to make
0: sure that I get the right order right. She has to sit in back with me. I'm thinking about for a second, and I think, uh, Lee, you're in front with me. You're weird. No offense, but you're weird. (laughs) So she doesn't know where Bakersville is, but
1: do you guys have a map, like an old school map or what do you want? Do you have any way of trying to find that?
0: No, no, I, I, I would have used my phone for everything. But other we would have would we have known there would be no service? You know your characters better than me. Would one of you have known that I I would have not. I would have just assumed everyone has internet because I'm privileged like that.
2: Same. I grew up in the city.
3: I would probably have a contingency plan in case there was no <laughs> cell service. You know what? I actually knowing what you've told me about Lee, I think that makes sense. So, would Lee have
1: like a small like road atlas?
3: Yeah, but it would be one of those ones that unfold into the kind you have to put onto the like the 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 hood. The hood, thank you, of a car in order to like completely expand Um, because he bought it on Amazon for like seven bucks. But it was like for eight bucks, you can have like the entire state of North, South Dakota, maybe. I don't know. And then it's like that's what what he went for.
1: Yeah, what it is, is it looks almost like a cell phone holster. But it has all the states in there and you kind of pull out a card and you unfold like the (laughs) Dakotas. It
3: just says Dakotas, maybe. Yeah, pretty
1: much. Someone slashed through the south. Someone slashed through the north and just said like, fuck it, it's Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) And David, you're going to be doing like you put it on the hood. You have your flashlight out. Jesus, Hank, is going to be busy trying to cram everything into the trunk, which is going to be its own task. Mm -hmm. And Angela, I'm going to say Charlie, is just kind of awkwardly having a conversation with this girl.
2: Charlie is going through her backpack and she pulls out a denim jacket for uh, Clementine. Oh, so,
1: uh... uh You guys are doing cross country, she says, as you give her the, are you guys in the car at this point? Having the heater on or what?
2: Once uh, Hank gets stuff pulled, because I imagine like Hank pulls stuff out and then he's probably in the back trying to Tetris things into the trunk. So once room has been made for us in the car, that's where we will be.
1: You guys are sitting there. She's like, so you guys are going on kind of a road trip. That sounds fun.
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we started in Seattle and uh, we've been driving for a couple of days now. We saw we saw a uh, a mini horse.
1: Oh, a mini horse. Uh, was it was it exciting?
2: It was it was very small. Oh
1: oh yeah, that's th- I mean it makes sense. That's in the name. Uh, oh, so is one of them boys uh, your? Uh- your squeeze?
2: Excuse me, what? <laughs> oh, you know,
1: the, the, one of the guys, I just want to make sure that, you know, are they one of them your boyfriend or anything?
2: Oh, oh, God, no.
1: Uh, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I just.
2: No, we just, uh, we're, we're in a, a study group and it was spring break. And uh, I've never been outside of, I mean, Seattle, really, let alone Washington. And uh, oh,
1: Seattle, Washington. You guys are far. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and, uh, I you Hank had a car. I mean, if you can call this a car, I think it only meets the barest technical definitions of car.
1: Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's uh, hey, any any shelter in the storm, as they say?
2: Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, of of course. Um, so yeah, like, like we said, we're just driving aimlessly. We're, you know, at some point we're going to have to turn back because, you know, classes are going to start back up. But I don't think a trip to Bakersfield is going to prevent us from getting back to school.
1: You guys are really nice. I, uh. And she looks kind of down at her hands before saying, I'm really lucky I ran into you. Uh, Thank you for, um, thank you for helping me out. My, uh, my date was a son of a bitch. I mean, he tells me that there's a big party going on. I get there and there's just like five other guys playing darts and drinking beer and doing other things. And yeah, I just had to leave that place.
2: Uh, yeah, that was smart.
1: Yeah, it was not smart for me to even meet up with this fella. My mom tells me don't meet up with the men who, you know, you meet online. But when you live in Bakersfield, you don't got a lot. You got slim pickings.
2: Have you always lived in Bakersfield?
1: Ugh! Unfortunately, I have to say yes. I uh, I lived in Bakersville, and most likely, if I'm like my mom, I'm going to die in Bakersville. It's uh, it's like a like a void that keeps you there.
2: That that sounds sounds kind of rough. Uh, no,
1: I'm so uh, oh, that's a cute camera. I, I like your camera. Is that kind of like your thing?
2: I mean, yeah, it's uh, I I I'm an artist. Uh, like to to use different uh, mediums, but for right now, yeah, I'm uh, documenting some of our our trip. With this Polaroid.
1: I like that. I like that. I, I don't, we don't get a lot of artists in Bakersville. I mean, I okay, not to sound like a crazy person that you just picked on the side of the road, but uh, I view myself a little bit as a uh, an artist in my own way, too.
2: What do you... What's your medium?
1: Uh, you're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. No, really? I read auras, and I, I, I don't draw pictures. I draw auras of people. Uh, it's just kind of a something I do. It's silly, I know.
2: I mean... Everybody's got their their special gift, their special way of looking at the world. That's a
1: cute way of saying things. And she kind of smiles at you and reaches out and squeezes your hand. David. We dead yet? uh, You are over this unfolded map that has more creases than rows at this point. You have your flashlight out and you have a destination of where you remember being at one point. You remember seeing the last sign that you passed about an hour ago is Huntersville and you were going southeast. So you're going to try to find Bakersville from that location right now. This is difficult. This is a perception plus your survival. Using the map, that gives you a plus one. But I'm also going to take negative two because of this, just the environment itself and how difficult this is to actually find. So right now, take your perception plus survival and just take one dice away. So it's just minus one dice.
3: Uh, got a one, eight and a nine. And do ones take away successes? Nope. Okay, cool. So an eight and a nine. So you got
1: two successes, Hank. By the time you are done shoving everything into the trunk, you walk around towards the driver's seat and you see David. At this point, he has one of those like geometry tools where you know you, you have the pencil and the poker, and he's like making a circle with it. David, you absolutely figured out the calculations. <laughs> you know how much gas is going to take you to get there, Bakersville. It's actually you're going to have to turn around and drive for an hour. Then you take the expressway west for another 30 minutes so by the way the crow flies it's an hour Mm -hmm. but by the way how the road is you are going to say it's about an hour 30 hour 40 minutes depending on how heavy your foot is on the gas
3: which makes sense because she said it took her an hour and 45 minutes with her boyfriend to get here so yeah the roundabout way is like that checks out that corroborates her story Not that I think it's a story. She's a person in need. Obviously, we're helping. And also, not to mention, the thing we're going to is... Let me check my notes. The world's largest ball of cat hair. Uh, I think we can do with a smaller detour. Yeah, you found the destination. You've
1: outlined the the route you have to take. You just have to turn around. I mean, bonus, you'll at least be able to pass and see where she crashed. Uh, No point had you, you seen a crash at any point, but, you know... Who knows? You might have rolled right into like the cornfield and you just didn't see it. So, yeah. OK, you know exactly where to go, Hank. You get to the driver's side just as David is starts packing up his stuff.
0: All right. And so I waited an extra 20 minutes for him to finally be able to fold that map back together. <laughs> and then when he comes in, it's like, all right, we all set? Yeah, we're good to go. Um,
3: miss, We're g- we're going to get you home. OK?
0: Oh, thank you. Do you want us to drive by your car to pick up anything or?
1: No, no, it's, it's a crap piece of car. I mean, this is nice. This is a nice car. Uh, but uh, th- this, no, it's fine. It's fine. Honestly, my, my mom's going to kill me regardless. And there was nothing of value on it other than, you know, my reputation as a driver.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll just.
1: Uh Thank you. What's playing? she says as she looks towards the radio that's kind of it's softer because you turned it down as you pulled up.
0: Oh no. No 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 no. no. Oh, wait, I, you know Bruno Mars, right? No, I don't. And I catch a grenade for you. Miss, I'm gonna yeah, need you to flip our car yeah. over too. This guy is a master. Okay, cool. <laughs> so
1: Lee's in the front seat. And Angela, you're in the back. Are you just talking? Are you not talking? Or what do you how how are you interacting with this individual?
2: We're chatting. About nothing in particular, but...
1: You know, make a charisma plus... I'm thinking empathy.
2: All right, so charisma...
1: I just want to see if you succeed. There's no negatives.
2: Three, empathy, two. So I got five dice.
1: And Angela, don't forget you have something called friendly face as a merit.
2: Oh, yes. And that gave oh. me minus one difficulty to friendly social roles. so...
1: Cool. It's So it's seven. It's seven and above.
2: Oh, okay, great. I have three successes.
1: So you guys are driving, and you know, for the first 20 minutes, a little awkward, but you know, slowly but surely, Charlie is very entertaining to this girl, and she's having a good time.
2: I think it's awkward just because Clementine and I probably have very little... Uh, overlap in uh, like just our frames of reference. If she's lived in this backwater town and I've grown up in the city, and yeah,
1: and you know what, you don't want to be that person to come in and talk about the city no matter what and you know, and bore them, make them feel like less than a person. But you find that she actually is very excited about the city, she wants to know more about Seattle and all the cool stuff that's happening there. I mean, she starts singing along to some of the terrible lyrics to Bruno Mars. Actually, I love Bruno Mars, she's dead to me. Uh, but she she's starting to have a good time with Hank. At one point, she even talks about like the Game Boy that you're trying to work on, Lee, and asking you questions about like, oh, what game you di- what, what game you got in there? Is there you know do you have one that you're really excited about? I, my personal favorite was Zelda. Mar-
3: Mario, Mario World, what? It's Mario World. <laughs> oh,
1: that's that's yeah, that's cute. It's, so after about 20 minutes, she almost kind of feels a little bit like. Part of the crew, you guys are laughing. She's definitely upped the energy that had been kind of slowly dissipating throughout this Bruno Mars hellscape.
3: So you're describing a friendly
1: person?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't understand this. Uh,
3: she's a friendly person. <laughs> I like how with the World of Darkness game, you have to quantify all the aspects that make a decent person. You picked up. So yeah, she. That's the perfect
1: way of saying it. She's just a friendly person. And at one point, Angela, as you look towards her and she's singing along with Bruno Mars, she uh, reaches out to, like, that little pocket behind the seat and pulls out some uh, sunglasses that, Jesus, you forgot you left in there during some sort of fraternity rush thing. And they have stars, and she puts it on her nose, and she's singing along. And Angela, it's just a very beautiful image. I'm going
2: to take a picture. Click, click.
1: Absolutely. You line up the shot. She's singing along, and you flash. And... She kind of looks startled as you do it and turns towards you and pulls down the glasses. And she looks almost scared as she sees the Polaroid roll out and into your hand. And as you turn it to face you, Angela, it looks like a very good picture. It's a fun picture. She's a little pale, but it adds to the art of it. And you flash it towards her and you see first relief written on her face. And then you see regret shame, embarrassment, and then panic. And then she immediately turns towards Hank, and Hank, she's tapping you on the shoulder. She's like, hey, could you pull over? Everything? everything. Pull pull over. now, please, 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 please. Uh, I don't want her to get sick.
3: She's going to get
0: sick. Uh, Sure, 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 sure. I pull over.
1: And as soon as you pull over, she opens up the door and she stumbles out and she slams it behind her. And she just looks towards you guys and says, never mind. I'm fine. Wait, never mind. Thank you so much for it. No, thank you. I, I'm just I, I'm just going to wait for my are, friends. Are, are, are you just sure? I mean, it's like, no, it's- I'm fine. I'm fine. Just go. Leave me alone. She says as she starts walking, honestly, in the direction where you were originally driving. Just just walks across the street and just starts walking down. Uh, well, hobbling down as she only has one shoe.
0: I pop my head in. I- should we just go? This is weird. Where,
3: where, where are we, Billy? Where Are we in anywhere other than desolate corn country? Corn country.
1: You are in uh, South Dakota, well, or North Dakota, or just fucking Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> but it is a highway with corn and a field. I mean, both sides are not filled with corn, but one side is definitely corn. Or as you look towards it, it looks more towards like weeds. But yeah, this is just farm country. Nothing, nothing of interest. One side's corn, the other's limb biscuit, and never the twin <laughs> shall meet. Exactly. I shouldn't even say corn, because it wouldn't be corn at this time of the day. But it's, it's just farm. It is large farm crop. Soybeans. Soybeans. Soybeans.
3: Soy we would not know the difference if we were rolling by it in the middle of the night, or in broad <laughs> daylight. We wouldn't know. True. It's all wheat to me.
2: So anyway, uh, I'm going to roll down the window and lean out. Clementine I'm 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 really sorry. Uh, I I didn't mean to.
1: You guys were talking for maybe 5 seconds of Lee saying like, well, "Are you serious?" Hank saying, "Are you guys what should we do?" You turned away for literally 5 seconds and when you rolled down the window, cuz it takes about, you know, another 10 seconds of just getting that damn thing to roll down, Clementine's gone.
2: What? The hell?
1: I mean, it's dark out, so uh, do you want to turn the car around to, like towards where she was walking to see if you get the headlights to spot her?
0: Yeah, I do that. She's gone. It, she probably made a break for it. She probably sprinted. Did she go into the... Was that fucking corn? Wheat? I can't tell the difference.
1: As you turn around, do you turn off the Bruno Mars music? Temporarily, yes. And it's just silence. Other than, like, the sound of some crop being blown in the wind. Not even the sound of crickets. It is... A desolate area, which makes sense because Dakota, but it just seems even more
0: desolate than usual. Charlie, was she maybe like on something to make her act weird? Should we like go after her? I don't, I don't know. Which,
2: where, where, where do we go after her? There-
0: I don't know. Look, I look, don't look. know. I'm everybody, not. I'm not going to go into a random cornfield or Cause, we cause, fuck this field. Everyone,
3: please. If we were in our hometowns. And we decided that we needed space from strangers and we just booked it, right? Now, um, Charlie, if you were in Seattle and you were going down the road and made us pull over and then you just ducked down an alleyway, that doesn't mean you're in danger. That's just where you're from, right? Right?
2: Are you saying that she's become one with the corn?
3: I'm seeing she's from here and she wanted to get away from strangers and she did the thing that locals do to get away from strangers, and it sucks, and it hurts, and we'll probably all have to grieve the friendship that never was. But we need to. I
2: also really liked that jacket.
3: Oh shit! She took your jacket. Yeah, she did take your jacket
0: and hang sunglasses. My fucking sunglasses.
3: Okay, I'm gonna miss <sighs> that jacket. And if we can all just agree to that, she's from here. She's she knows what she's doing. She's she's an adultish, like we all are. And we 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 should just keep going because she knows what she's doing and. Uh, Charlie, if you were in Seattle, you wouldn't expect those people that you just tried to get away from to move heaven and earth to chase you down when you tried to get away from them, right? Right?
1: You know what? Honestly, Lee's making a lot of sense. He's used to women definitely hightailing it away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling you to sing Bruno Mars when you meet a woman. That's the definite way to get her attention. <laughs> Okay, you're right, peer behind
3: a woman at a bar. I'd catch a grenade for you.
2: I'm imagining Orin from Parks and Rec.
1: Much like Orin, it's just creepy now. There's no, like I said, wind blowing, silence, light fog in the area. But other than that, yeah, you don't see anywhere where Clementine was at, or went or going or any sign of her. The only reason you know that she was around is because, Angela, in your hand is that Polaroid.
3: Do you guys remember Joey from school? He drank three handles of Smirnoff and then fucked off onto the highway for three days and came back fine. This could be like Dakota's Joey, north or south or whatever. It's some fucking Dakota. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I turn the car around. I was like, let's get the hell out of here. And I drive off.
2: Billy, I, I look... Wistfully, mourning the friendship that we never had uh, at my my Polaroid. I
0: look wistfully at the glasses that are now gone from my back of my seat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Angela, you're looking at the Polaroid. Hey, Zeus, are you driving back to the direction that you were originally on, or are you heading towards Bakersville, which is, uh, or have you given up on that? Are you still, are you going back to your original course?
0: I've given up on that.
1: We're going back to the original route. Okay, so you've backtracked 20 minutes. So you turn around and you're driving back the original way. And Angela, as the volume is increased and Bruno Mars starts singing the, in that deep non-bass of his, you are looking at this picture. And you actually have a very interesting ability, Angela. It's something that you didn't uh, tell people about in your intro, but you kind of have something weird about you. What is it?
2: When I look at photographs, I sometimes uh, see beyond just what is is physically there, aka I have the Merit oracular ability.
1: So you're going to be using that right now. So I want you to roll. There is no minus here, but you do have a plus because you use your special camera.
2: So that gives me one extra die.
1: One extra die. So what's the roll that you have to make? Because I think there's two rolls you have to
2: make. Yes. So first I make a perception plus awareness roll with the difficulty determined by my storyteller.
1: The difficulty is eight. This would be the one where you get the extra dice.
2: One, two, three, four successes. Okay. Uh, I rolled nine dice.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. So you you definitely see something. Or it's more of a, you see it and you feel it in your mind's eye. What you're focusing on now is the sunglasses themselves. Those different. Dark spots that where her eyes should be, and it almost feels like it's pulling you in. Now roll the second thing. What are you rolling for that?
2: I'm rolling intelligence plus occult.
1: Roll that, and you know what? I'm going to give you a plus one because that's a really good roll. I uh, will give you a plus two. Again, it's difficulty eight.
2: Let's see. I got four successes, and they're all tens. Roll again. But I get to roll tens again. Ten again. Uh, two more successes. So total of six successes.
1: Wow. Angela, as you're looking into these sunglasses, those dark spots where her eyes should be, they almost become part of her face, and it's almost like you're seeing a truer version of herself. And then you realize you're no longer looking at someone wearing sunglasses, you're actually looking at a bleached skull. Yeah. Of someone who's been dead for far longer than, I guess, you are used to seeing. This is definitely a vision of death. It's a vision of death, but you also see a hint of life. Behind that broken, bleached brow of hers. Of someone who is realizing they're about to do something that they don't want to do. It's that fear of being fully seen by someone after you've not been seen in a long time. And because you realize you're being seen, you kind of have that self-reflection. You are seeing someone who is either dead inside, outside, or both. And it's getting to the point where you kind of just drop the Polaroid from your hand as your body just feels like it's cold.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, like, just drops the photo, like, shiver down her spine and everything.
0: And then Bruno Mars is singing. You okay, Charlie?
2: Uh, yeah. Yep. Totally fine.
0: All right. Because if, if you're going to throw up, you're going to have to tell me. I don't want to have to clean. I'm
2: not going to okay. throw up. I'm All not, right. I, plus, I would not be the first person to throw up in this car.
3: True. I thought, I thought we could let go of that.
1: As you guys are driving, it's been about 15 minutes since you started driving. You see lights ahead as a rest stop, a fully lit rest stop with a rest center is coming into view.
0: All right.
1: All right. Let's get some sleep.
3: Uh, awesome.
1: I'm going to repeat that. You drove down this road for 20 minutes and then you turned around and drove for 15 minutes. And now there's a rest stop. Did we miss that last time?
2: How did we miss a, a fully lit rest stop when we were specifically looking for places to stop so that she could, like, call her parents? You've
3: probably been, like, gunning it since we I, since we turned around, man. You've done that before. Well, yeah, but I'm usually more aware when I do that. Uh, my dude, no, you're not. I
0: don't. Okay, I speed on occasion.
3: We could call your folks and ask how many of your tickets they've had to pay, and then we can do math. Driving to the rest stop. <laughs> Cool. you pulling over? You pulling into it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they have hot dogs? Mm
0: -mm.
1: As you guys pull into the rest stop, first thing you notice is it is mostly empty. The only thing that you do see is in the very back of the parking lot, there is an old bus that looks like it's seen more rain than children. It is rusted. One of its tires is missing. It is definitely abandoned. Or if it's not abandoned, someone's not taking care of it. You are the only car, though, that pulls right in front of the rest stop complex and this looks like a, a standard complex, a little bit newer than what you've seen in South Dakota so far. But it also still has that kind of vintage 60s look. It's not like a square box, that's what I'm trying to say. It looks a little bit like a saucer with two buildings on the side and the center is a saucer that is actually a kind of a giant window.
2: Like, Is this like the type of rest stop where it's like, this is bathrooms and vending machines or is it the sort of like service plaza where there's more... Options.
3: Sabaro, Is there a Sabaro?
1: <laughs> this is bathrooms and vending machines, but also kind of like it looks almost like a welcome center.
2: Okay.
1: It has a little desk where a person would be sitting and you see a place where you can find like little brochures on where you want to go. There's a bulletin board in front of the desk uh, with uh, you see flyers. You can't really see what they are, but they're flyers. But you do see uh, it's well lit and but there's nobody in there currently. But it is 12 o'clock at night.
0: I park right in front of it because it's available. Yeah, yeah. And there's no uh, handicapped parking that tells you otherwise. All right. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's grab something quick to eat, uh, something caffeinated for me and we can keep going.
1: As you guys exit your car, it is still kind of cold, but you would also detect it's getting a little bit colder. It's like earlier I said it was like 40, 45. It feels closer to 32. If it was going to be raining right now, there's a possibility it turned to snow. So you guys quickly get out of the car, notice that again, there's no longer that sound of crickets that you had heard earlier in the evening or the sound of crows. It's still that weirdly silent void of life noise that is just permeating the place. You walk into the welcome center, as I'm going to call it, your footsteps echo along the monoleum floor and to the left of you, it says ladies room and on the right, it says men's room. Along the back walls are vending machines, coffee machine, snacks, and in the middle there is an empty desk with
3: information on it, if you'd like. I immediately go to to the bathroom. Same. Yeah, likewise. And definitely not out of a weird desire to stay around people because
0: this is creepy (laughs) and we are surrounded by food. (laughs) (laughs) I do for the weird desire if I really need to pee. Who wants to go first? Me.
1: Jesus, you walk into the bathroom and it is filthy. It is – it's weird because on the outside in the Welcome Center area with the desk and the vending machine, I mean, it's – it's not like you wouldn't eat off the floor clean. But it's – someone must have ran a broom and a mop around it for, you know, at least a week ago. So it's not gross. You would describe this bathroom as gross. And you're a guy – Using a bathroom like that takes a lot for a gentleman to look around and say like this is un this is unreasonable,
3: in in a fucking rest stop of all places. All of us have such lower re- expectations at a rest stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like this is a rest stop in
1: South Dakota or North Dakota or the fuck Dakota. This is, <laughs> but this is still like you look inside and you say this is unreasonably gross. The floor looks like there's just crud on it you wouldn't say shit but it looks like rust is running up the wall and on the floor one of the tiles has fallen off like the ceiling so you see some exposed wiring you look into like the first toilet because they don't even have urinals they have toilets Mm -hmm. you look in the first toilet and you decide that there is no god because (laughs) if there was a god he would at least have had a door so you could shut it it is just it looks like someone has shot in the toilet (laughs) Didn't quite make it in, and then a couple other guys just said, like, well, this is how we live now, and just shat around it as well. (laughs) It is gross. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Now, you go to the second toilet, and it's much better, but that still makes it awful. Like, much better like it's still full of shit, or...? It's not full of shit, but it's something that it looks like someone must have hit it with a hammer, because half of the toilet is collapsed in onto itself. The last toilet is the only one that you would call bearable. It's not clean, but it's not unclean. It's still gross. But it's not like this is ridiculously gross. The toilet looks a little bit more rusted, which is really impressive, seeing that it's porcelain, but it still looks like it's a rusted porcelain, which is really impressive. But that would be the toilet that actually looks like it has clean water in it, at least. And, no, and, and not shit. Let's just put it up there. Not shit.
0: Okay, so I'm not going to touch the toilet, so I'm going to be the asshole and not put the toilet seat up as I go to pee. Uh, you know, I think at
1: this point, no one's going to like blame you. David, you could chance the other toilets or you can just wait your turn.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to fucking wait like a gentleman. David, as you're waiting for Hank to,
1: to you know, piss, you're not hanging at the door because you're not that awkward. You're hanging where the sinks are. <laughs> just right over his shoulder like, hey, buddy. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you're doing, You're doing great. Yeah, you're hanging near (laughs) the mirrors. Yep. What are you doing? Did you bring your Game Boy in? Are you playing with your Game Boy? Are you just kind of awkwardly looking at yourself
3: in the mirror? Or are you just what? I'm noticing that we don't have any bars still. And that's bothering the hell out of me. David, I want you to make a perception roll. Minus two.
1: Perception plus awareness. All righty. So you are looking down at your phone. So just perception plus awareness minus two. Oh, okay. And the reason I'm not giving you like going in through like the full like minus one this plus this one this plus minus one this is there's an option in the World of Darkness book where you just basically say you look at the situation at hand and you give them a minus or a plus. Because of all the weird shit that's going on, the crud, you're being distracted, there's a less likely chance for you to succeed at this. So the difficulty is I'm minusing two from your hand.
3: Um, I have concentration and I do not get negatives when I'm doing something while being distracted. And you mentioned a bunch of distractions.
1: Then you know what? That's perfectly reasonable then. So I'm going to say that there's no minuses for you.
3: Okay, cool. So my three uh, tens are a four, a ten, and a two. And then I'm going to roll two more. And that's a one and a six. So I got a ten. Do tens tens explode? Ten always explodes. I got a three, so I got one success. David, you're looking at
1: your phone. And then you get the feeling that you're being watched. Mm Mm-hmm. And you immediately look to your left towards where you feel you're being watched, which is where the mirror is. And, I mean, this sounds crazy. I mean, you're sure it's nothing. But it almost looks... You no, know, it absolutely looks. Like, your reflection immediately spots that you're about to look towards it, so it looks back down at its phone. But then it realizes that you're looking at the mirror, which means it should be looking at you. So it looks back at you. Mm-hmm. Your reflection is about half a second delayed meeting your eyes. But then everything's fine. You hear the flushing of the toilet and Hank opening the door.
3: Hey, Hank, you done? Yep, zipping up. Uh, All right. Yeah. um, uh, Don't forget to wash your hands, man.
1: Yep. And Hank, you come over. You wash your hands unless you're a savage. No, no. Uh, Luckily for you, there's one sink that does work. It does shoot up brown water for a second and then the water gets clean.
0: I let the water go for like a minute before I put my hands in there. And that's plenty enough for Lee to do his business, I
3: guess? Oh, yeah. No, I just I just lawn sprinkler over every surface <laughs> in the entire place. God damn it. I tried to say that with a straight face.
1: <laughs> Angela. Hi. Angela, you open up the bathroom door and you're greeted to the scent of pine fresh. It looks like the tiles are cleaner than the outside. Like the outside is, you know, it's not like it's seen like... A deep cleaning for a while, but someone's definitely run a mop or broom across the tiles. It looks clean enough. This seems like an exaggeration of clean. It almost seems like your mom is a little bit OCD, Angela. She likes a clean house, which doesn't kind of work with you being an artist. This is a deeper clean than what your mom would do to your bathroom. I don't trust it. So you walk in and it is nice. I mean, not to brag, but this is probably the nicest bathroom you've been in in a while. There's two stalls, One of the stalls is closed. One stall is open, but you don't really think anybody's in here. And yeah, it just smells nice. It's a nice environment. It's a comfortable place to do your business.
2: (laughs) I am inherently suspicious of a well-maintained rest stop restroom. But that's Angela, not Charlie. She'll go to the door that's open. Second stall.
1: Great. You get in. I'm not going to go into too much details other than you're doing your business.
2: I lawn sprinkler it. (laughs) No, no, it's disgusting. It is disgusting.
1: Angela, you're sitting there doing your business. We don't need to get into description mode for that one. When suddenly you hear a bang on the side of the door. Yeah. From the other stall.
2: Oh, Jesus. In
1: a heavy grunt. Oh. A manly grunt.
2: Everyone needs to pee. Everyone should be able to pee in peace.
1: And it's nothing but Silence. And then you hear another slam as if someone's like just slamming their fist against the side of the door once more.
2: God, are you okay? Silence. Did you hello? I'm going to like knock on the shared wall.
1: You just hear the knock echo in the stall. And there's nothing. No response.
2: All right, going to clean up, go wash my hands.
1: You open up the door and, Angela, you definitely step out into a rusted room. There's mold on the tiles. There's mold on the walls. Definitely looks like someone's graffitied the wall here. This bathroom is tarnished. It's disgusting.
2: Ew. Oh, 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 ah, ah! Run, run, get out. Ah! ah, Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything!
1: You take off towards the door. And as you grab the door handle, you pull it back. It comes off because it's been rusted off. Ah! And Angela, that's when you hear the skittering.
2: Oh, no, no, no. I'm slamming, pounding out the door. It's like, open the door, open the door.
1: Angela, you are banging on the door and you hear the skittering getting louder. First, it may have been like one or two bugs, but then it sounds like 10, 20. Are you looking behind you or are you just focused on trying to break this door open?
2: Breaking down the goddamn door.
1: I need you to do a. Oh god, uh, it's gonna be strength plus athletics. Sure. You're just trying to throw everything you can. I'm going to minus one because you are freaked out. So minus one from your entire thing.
2: That's fair. No successes.
1: Angela, you are panicking and it gets even worse as you're slamming against this door over and over and over and then you slam your shoulder against it one time and you hear a crack and you think for a second it might be breaking open but then you realize the crack's above you and you shoot a glance upwards and the lone fluorescent light shatters casting you in darkness
2: nope 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 screaming
1: Hey, everybody, this is Billy from Fandible Podcasting Network. Thank you so much for listening. We loved having you here. If you want to follow more of Fandible's crazy hijinks, go to our Twitter or Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Fandible or at Facebook at Fandible. I know, we're creative like that. If you would like to do more uh, and support us, please feel free to go to our Patreon and donate. Uh, Your donations help us go to cons, buy materials, and just keep our radio equipment working. Thank you so much, and remember... The Ink Monster wants to eat you!